Welcome back, everybody, to the Rooted in Logos podcast, episode number 73. My name is Brad. I'm joined, as always, by my dear friend, Austin. Oh, hey, guys. Austin, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. So, we have with us a full house today. I think it's the first time we've had two people on at once with us. So now yeah, we have four guests. of us here today. Uh, everybody knows Simon. Hi, guys. He's been around yeah. for a little while. We Guess just were like, Let, let's Guess throw him on again. And great. <laughs> Well, full disclosure, Austin, you know, wasn't feeling great cut a little bit this week and had some issues. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to the bullpen and just be like, all right, Simon, get your arm ready. Hedge your bets. And then <laughs> Simon was like, my arm's ready. I'm in. Yeah. And Austin's good. And so here we are. So... Did you we thought have I had to warm up to like just talk for like two hours? <laughs> oh, that's fair. <laughs> get, get your I arm just ready. Like <laughs> baseball analogies, all right. And then we are joined by I was told just to call him straight up intern. <laughs> that's what he deserves. A name is too humanizing. <laughs> but we have our intern, Sam. <laughs> uh, Sam is our intern at our youth ministry at our church, right? Uh, working with closely with Simon. The, the church. He did the BBS. He preached a sermon that we all could say amen to. Like, he did a lot of great stuff for, for us this summer. And not a podcast novice that I learned today. Yeah. He, he had his own. So, uh, <laughs> Sam, how you doing? Doing good. How you guys doing? Doing good. Just yeah. wonderful. We're, we're <laughs> glad to have you. Yeah. So, real quick, a little housekeeping. We are in a different spot. Actually, our original spot. The original. We're in the original spot. We're in Austin's uh, upstairs library, where we have the child witchcraft books that we discussed at length in episode like one or two. It's like one. Yeah. Um, yeah so, feel free to. It's not witchcraft. Just go case, back to just listen to that and understand that joke. I see some romance novels, maybe. I don't know. Is I there thought like... I found a good one beforehand. It's true. It's a. No, it's not. It, it just looks like it with the purple and the pink. I was gonna say that's that's our one of our theology sides. So yeah, our romance for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So behind Brad is a look and find Shrek two book. No I don't way. know if what? there's anything to make fun of there, but it's it's yeah. awesome to look at. Uh, I want to look and find Shrek. So yeah, Austin, I didn't even know we had one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what you look at? Austin now has look and said see. book. It is. <laughs> That nope. he's owned for possibly years. He will not be joining us on this podcast <laughs> anymore. He is he is out. I'm going to be busy. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched uh, Puss in Boots for the first time last night. Oh, there you it's, go. It's fine. Cool. It's fine. I've never seen it. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, so it's not important. another way of housekeeping. So being in this original spot, uh, one, it, it's pretty warm up here. So we're a little, little hot. So we have windows open. So you're going to hear sounds of nature today. Not You will hear and the highways. And that cars. is right behind me. I'm no. so smack true. dab in the middle of two highways. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So, uh, ever the professional podcast, we will have background noise for you. Uh, this time, no barking dogs. Well, maybe, maybe. actually. She doesn't bark much. Doesn't bark much? All right. So, no barking My dogs. Type of dog. Maybe a rooster. <laughs> maybe a chicken. I don't know. And maybe a child at some point. So, anyway, bear with us. That's where we are. So, anyway. So here's why we have Sam here. One, we just we like Sam. We we uh, his time at Lanesville is is coming to an end mm -hmm. within the next week or so, and we're kind of bummed out. So we wanted to immortalize his existence in Lanesville on this podcast. Now we'll have right. recorded proof. You yeah. were here. <laughs> you existed, but also, so we did a week ago. We did an episode on Bethel. We're kind of going to go through a little series here in the, over the next couple months of some of these major churches, major teachers, or even teachers that aren't super, like, major, you just know their names, like, right. you know, Benny Hinn and, and some of those guys. But we did one on Bethel and Bill Johnson and their belief system. And come to find out, Sam 
has some background with Bethel and their movement and their church. And so we were like... He started it. <laughs> he, he was the founder of Bethel, and now he's like turning out our church. feel like... <laughs> we try not to lie on this podcast. <laughs> I also feel know. like he's not old enough for that to be the case. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how long Bethel's been around there. I feel like it was... Exactly. Like, it might... It might, it, it might, it might be legit. It might work. <laughs> so we have the founder of Bethel here. <laughs> okay, quick. Okay, Quite. Anyway, uh, anyway, <laughs> we thought this would be a really cool time to have a conversation with someone who's been there and who's kind of experienced some of these things and has a little more insight into what how Bethel works and what they teach, what they believe. And I mean, you know, just explore some of that. So anyway, so let's start with your story and just where did you come from? Where did you go? Like, uh, okay. you know, just maybe your little maybe a little brief testimony. OK, you know. well, I didn't really like grow up in church or anything. I mean, like my grandparents were Christians and. You know, my mom and dad are Christians, but we never went to, went to church and stuff. So I kind of grew up just like going to church on like special occasions, like, you know, my sister being baptized, um, seeing my brother-in-law preach um, one time. And then later elementary and middle school and early high school, I never went to church. And then I got invited to my best friend's house to spend the night on a Saturday night. And when we were walking in with my sleeping bags and everything, um, his dad was like, hey, you guys are joining us for church tomorrow, right? And I was like, well, if I'm spending the night, yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> if <laughs> I have you to. got trapped. Yeah. <laughs> if I have to, yeah. And then after that, like I went there and I started going there and then I met the youth pastor there and he was like really intentional. Invited me to youth uh, that night, Sunday night with Alec, uh, my, my friend who invited me. And Shout out Alec. Yeah, shout out to Alec. <laughs> Hopefully you listen. Oh, yeah. And um, so it was like me... Alec and my brother and we just were hanging out at youth group all together and that's kind of how it started and then I met God officially and then I was like okay like this is cool and then felt called to ministry and I started uh, interning at, with the youth there when I was a senior in high school did a few lessons with the kids I could say I've improved since then that's that's good so I, I was at that church for a while and then in 2018 I met some people who were going to this new church which was the church plant that Bethel was planting and like I went there and like I experienced something I will say too I think Simon would attest to this and maybe Austin the first time you teach especially kids yeah it's usually a disaster i right. told everyone i had a stomach ache after i got done with the lesson because it was so bad <laughs> i had i had a kid's head go through a window my first time teaching a kid group of kids who threw so, it I, honestly i don't know it could have been it, you it, it, it wasn't slain in the spirit <laughs> through a kid through the window. it was not but yeah. anyway uh, anyway yeah continue okay go. so um i meet these awesome people and they invite me to this like pre-church uh service thing it's like a service before the church was even a church yeah. I guess it's like a worship thing and we're like in a park under like a pavilion and stuff and I go there and I see like I've had background in Pentecostal like my grandpa was a Pentecostal pastor I wasn't like all, there all the time I was there like maybe a handful of times um, not really that often but I would like hear people praying in tongues um, and when I got there I saw people praying in tongues like worshiping and then like I saw people like shaking and stuff a little bit and then I was like feeling oh man like this is what I was thinking I was like oh man like this again you know oh no yeah like like like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like this environment that i don't feel like involved in or like yeah. i feel like an outcast because like i don't feel that kind of stuff i guess yeah so i'll just i'll just say what happened i i just prayed to god and 
was like, hey, God, I want to like experience what, you know, I want to experience you like these people are experiencing you. And then, um, you know, everyone was worshiping still. And like the pastor came by and like uh, he laid his hand on my friend who brought me there. And like she started shaking a ton. And like I was like, oh, man, like that was like my first time seeing my friend do that. I mean, even though we were new friends, I was like, oh, man, that's kind of weird. <laughs> and then uh, he laid his hand on my shoulder and I was like, OK, something's probably going to happen. And then nothing happened. And I was like, oh, uh, why did anything happen? Yeah. And I think that's when I prayed that prayer, like after that, or I'm not exactly sure. And then, the, you know, after a while of worship, the pastor goes up to the mic and he's like, hey, like, we're going to invite the Holy Spirit. We're going to invite God's presence. Uh, go. That pray. time. Yeah. <laughs> go, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to go. like to show up finally. Yeah. And we're going to, you know, go like pray with someone and like, my eyes met with this other dude like like 10 12 feet away and i was like oh man like this is like my introvert i was like oh no he's gonna come over here and pray you know <laughs> um but Don't then talk to me. yeah exactly but he comes over and we pray and he's like a cool dude and stuff and then like while he's praying like i feel this like warmth warmth inside of me and then that was the taco bell you ate before oh uh, yeah right <laughs> i'm kidding i'm sorry but um it's like a warmth in the chest kind of area. And like, I was like, oh man, like what's happening? You know, like, some, like I feel like I felt that before, like in worship services before, like you're feeling like emotional and stuff or like, I don't know. Uh, but then like, he was like, hey, do you want me to keep praying? I was like, yeah. Like, I feel like I told him like there's warmth there. And he's like, okay. And he kept praying and stuff. And then um, him and like another girl, a girl came up to pray for me and they're like hey speaking in tongues is a free gift it's a prayer language and if you want it you can have it and oh, interesting so i was like okay uh, i don't know if i can but sure i, I mean i'll take it if, <laughs> if god's yeah. if he's like, given it yeah. yeah if he's given it yeah <laughs> so they pray for me and then like all of a sudden like i just start like feeling this like electricity going through my body and i start kind of shaking and stuff and then i start praying to god i'm like and i'm like laying on the ground at this point because like you know i got tired of standing so i went on my like how I, long I was, was, saying, this? was this a long experience yeah it was well i we were worshiping for like 30 45 minutes and then like i was just standing around and stuff and then like i was sitting on a picnic table but then he invited everyone to pray so i stood up to pray with this guy and then like we kind of i kind of got tired of like standing so i kind of sat on the ground and stuff and they kind of sat on the ground with me and continued praying because i was like hey i'm tired so this could have been like an hour from the start of it yeah okay like an hour hour and 15 minutes and i started feeling this like electricity and stuff and then like my hands start shaking and i like laid down and then i like my I start feeling it everywhere and like basically I'm shaking and stuff and then I'm just praying to God and stuff and I'm saying like thank you Lord hallelujah uh, stuff like that and then like the guy praying for me he was still there when I was laying down he was like you're speaking in tongues right now he's like dude dude you're speaking in tongues and I was like and then I stopped praying I was like I am and he's like well now you're not <laughs> and I was like what okay um, so in your mind, you were just it, it was normal like, it, it, sounded, was, it, it sounded like English to English me. in your mind okay. but um after that, um, I just kind of laid there for a while and was like, like it was a summer evening and I was just laying there and I was like feeling something. And then after a while, like everyone kind of like left and stuff. And I, and then like I tried to get up, but I was still shaking. And then they had to like carry me to my car because I was like still like, I don't know. Yeah. But um, I'm honestly, I don't know what that experience was. Like I'm still questioning it because like I told Brad, like when I go to like a Christian private university, 
It's in Knoxville, Johnson University. And like I took a biblical teaching class. And ever since then, I was like questioning what I believed in. And I questioned a whole lot. And then now I'm like, was that experience godly or was it not? You know, mm. I think when, when you and I talked about this, yeah. one of the things I thought of was if we were at, if we were at Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. That's probably why I it's thought a of it. Place. It is, yeah, magical. We were sitting talking about, <laughs> and and I was like, so I wonder if it's a similar scenario to if I go in the middle of this Walmart parking lot and I just start looking at the sky in the middle of the parking lot. I'm just yeah. standing there looking. Within five or ten minutes, at most, I'll have at least five or six people around me doing the same thing. I don't have to say a word. Don't have to do anything. I just have to stand there and stare at the sky, and then people will be yeah, like, around me looking doing at? the same thing, wondering why is this guy staring at the sky? Yeah. What's up there? What am I looking at? And so, like, I was wondering if that experience is something yeah. akin to that, right? Where I've questioned that. Like, did I psych myself into it? You, you wanted it so bad, and then you pushed yourself there. Yeah. We've all been to church camp, I'm assuming, right? Austin mm-hmm. just got back. No, Austin has just not got been back. church camp. Okay, so <laughs> just we... got back from a weekend church camp, and yeah. it was great. I know That's there's awesome. been some light church camp uh, talk on this okay, part before. Very light, because I think <laughs> church camp does great things. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a church camp basher by any means he's one of those guys but on tiktok I, that are like church camps are bad because you're manipulating kids but i do know that just there is cry nights just a cry it nights. is a cry night i do know <laughs> there are cry nights because i've experienced cry nights as a student and as an adult mm-hmm. right and where everyone around you is emotional and so i'm just like well i guess i need to cry too and so here we go and then you just can't stop can i and say so, for for a second modern youth ministry recognizes what the cry night is and it's i've never been at a meeting as a youth pastor myself where we've gone all right how do we get these kids to break down into tears i think that's fair that's i fair. think that meeting has happened before with other people in the 90s and they had the best of intentions and everyone recognizes what it is you played worship music for two hours and everyone passed out like that's not <laughs> the holy spirit uh but like Today, I, I just feel like cry nights are like, they're a little bit more genuine and a little bit yeah. more exact than like the entire camp cried for two two hours or whatever it was. <laughs> so anyway, uh, like but keep the, going. The, the defense of the cry night, I like it. I like I, it. The cry night is, for all intents and purposes, extinct in okay. my mind. All right, that's fair. It. That's fair. Uh, or the manipulated cry night. Right. But we've had, I've experienced oh, boy. it. I'm saying, not you saying guys did, You guys did acquire the fire at one point, right? Oh, they were the worst. Right? They, they... were so bad at it. No, it no, they were good. No, they were good at, at it. it but so bad, yeah. Yeah, it was it it was literally the the 45 minute to an hour long worship service, one song the whole way through and Maverick City before it, Maverick City. Yeah. And, and you had you're right off 5 hours of sleep over like 35 hours and of course everyone's exhausted and dead. So well they did this so I, there was one in particular I remember it, this is a total tangent I don't care though. We can do what we want to start podcast. We can podcast, do our, we but... do a podcast about crime nights. We can do it. <laughs> But there was one particular event uh, at Acquire the Fire. They had this, like, I can't remember if it was just one night of a, of a play, a dramatic production. I think it was just one night. I didn't think it was stretched out over the whole weekend. But there was one night. It was this huge play, this big production about going to the throne room. And it turns out it was just a dream. And everyone changed their lives for the better. And everyone starts crying. It becomes a, They were so good at that manipulating your emotions mm, and getting yeah. you involved in the story. And, yeah. like, you know. But anyway, I say all that to say... <laughs> 
that I wonder if that experience yeah. for you is something along those Where lines. Were you manipulated into it? Yeah, yeah, I'm not really sure. I remember feeling like joyful and stuff, which I which I think is good, but at the same time if I'm manipulated into it, that's not a good thing. <laughs> so like that's I've been questioning that the whole time. But I did listen to your guys' like last podcast about Bill Johnson and Bethel and like I totally agree with the things you guys were saying about the the theological things they or the theological misconceptions they believe yeah yeah there's there's a lot because i when i was researching that in jan this january past january that's when i was questioning everything i was like i was like man like so yeah. how how far removed are you from beth <clears throat> well like i, I well, he's I, here yeah I'm here. Well, obviously he's, i know that um <laughs> removed from it like I, I miss the people. Well, no, I meant like how long has it been since you've oh. a, uh, been a regular attender um, or whatever? That was like before I went to Johnson. I've been at Johnson for like one year. Okay. So, so it was your home church before you left for Johnson. Yeah, I was there for like two to three years. And then as of the last few weeks, your plans when you got home were to attend there again. I kind of wanted to like see the people. I don't know if I would go to there to the church service. Um, when did, so I guess this could come down the line, but when did you make that decision? I've been going back and forth. I kind of want to go back to see like what the church service is like with the knowledge I have now. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to be sucked back in because like mm -hmm. I kind of like the things I believe like I feel like are really dangerous. But then like I kind of want to go back to my like the church that I met Christ at, you know, because mm -hmm. that was a totally different church. But then like I know going back there, there there's probably like a lot of people that left there from. It's been of, a while. People been a while. People yeah. Move yeah. It's yeah. been like yeah. four or five years. And like all my buddies in youth group, they probably moved on, went to college mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. all that stuff. So. So you have no relationships at that church, but it's more theologically sound. Yeah. And all your relationships are at this church, but you don't know how long you could stomach it for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was red flags going up mm -hmm. before I actually like went to Johnson. Mm. Like, mm. like the sermons, they were like, I don't know. Like, I didn't really, maybe there was a little bit of scripture, but it wasn't like, I don't know if more, it's based. More TED Talks. Yeah. yeah. Whenever we talk about stuff like this, it always, uh, for me, it's 1 Corinthians 14. Thus tongues are a sign not for believers, but for unbelievers. While prophecy is a sign not for unbelievers, but for believers. If therefore the whole church comes together and all speak in tongues and outsiders or unbelievers enter, will they not say that you are out of your minds? So it always comes to my mind. Hearing a lot of these churches here, knowing people that have gone to them or come from them and... They, they put so much weight on the tongues, on that, that physical manifestation of the Spirit. And, the, I mean, Paul himself says, it's like, the, those aren't even for you. Right. Mm -hmm. Everyone coming in, they they you look insane. Yeah. Well, you look at you look at the book of Acts when it talks about the tongue when tongues kind of first happen. Cost, yeah. They depend. Thank you. They, well, they, I don't know. Don't know for why I forgot that drunk, word. Right. All the apostles were called. They drunk were called drunk. That. But yeah. on top of that, like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I will edit this out if I am. <laughs> I might be mixing up two different things here. But was it a situation where people heard what the apostles were saying in their own language? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And and I can double check that. It's true. Yeah. Okay, good. I thought I was... I don't know the, what I... The one speaking in Swahili was hearing in Swahili, right. but yet he was speaking in the German and the Prussian and the American right. languages. Yeah. Yeah, so he, um, you know, so there was definitely an order to it, and, and yeah. it wasn't a just cacophony of nonsense. And there was a reason, right? Like, the purpose. Like, there were people from every different nation there. We don't have 
a ton of church services anymore that people from tons of different nations are there. Acts 2, 5 through whenever I decided to stop reading. Now, there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. Uh, when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Yes. So... Yeah, you had this situation where all these people are hearing all these different sounds. And and I like the argument that was made in the Apostles' behalf. It's too early to get drunk. <laughs> no one right. went... No Wasn't went, it like 9 like, in the I morning? I can understand them. Yeah. I can understand them. No, no, no. It was, ah, they're too early to get drunk. Like, that yeah. can't be it. Can't be that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and there's the purpose. What is the purpose for tongues? It's to edify. Mm-hmm. If it's not edifying and it's not building people up for the purpose of God, mm-hmm. then yeah. there is no purpose. And Austin, you kind of, you read that verse and it made me, and we went to the um, kind of, there wasn't, there's not a purpose for the unbeliever to speak tongues. But in the same verse, it says that the purpose is for the believer. What? purpose is there for us when we hear tongues is it just an encouragement in our faith no, the tongues were for the unbeliever so the is the, the tongues for the unbeliever or for the believer no tongues are a sign for the unbeliever whereas prophecy is a sign for, for the, the believer, believer. Yeah. the whole okay. purpose is so that you're out in the jungle you're you're from alabama mm-hmm. shout out to paul yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway you're all out the, the jungle you just landed your bush plane mm-hmm. and all these all these natives are coming out don't speak a lick of english right. and therefore you're... And you don't speak a lick of whatever their language is exactly yeah right. and so you're talking and they are hearing in their language but you're speaking in your language and you're hearing it in your language so yeah. therefore it's a sign to them Mm-hmm. And the purpose is, hey, I I don't know you, I don't recognize you, you don't, you're not the same skin color, mm-hmm. you're not from my place, you shouldn't even be speaking my language. Yeah. So therefore, it's that sign. Versus yeah. the um, the prophecy side of it, yeah. that is that is for the believer. And, and so the the argument from that verse is for a for a church gathering, everybody in that church speaking in tongues is. Something that is even frowned upon in in scripture and oh, very and it's yeah. celebrated by those churches, which has always been very interesting. How high tongues gets propped up to even today, and that was an issue Paul was tra- was bashing. Yeah, he yeah. was <laughs> in his scriptures. Like it, it's wild to me how that continues it's, to happen. You take away all the other theological issues that we've talked about with Beth, and that we're going to talk about a little bit here. Yeah, that is my first red flag when I see yeah. that taking place in any church, not just Beth, but in any church. I immediately am thinking, okay, something's off here. And then it, I think it goes on further in the verse that Austin read, where it actually lays out, okay, if it's going to happen, here's how it should happen: orderly worship, right? Yeah, and. Right. It lays out step by step, and I've never seen it done properly step by step. That's actually done in the scripture. Mm -hmm. Just like it lays out church discipline and how it should be done step by step. It lays this out as far as speaking in tongues. Right. Exactly. Well, and it's like, so we we have a friend that is going to a church like that, and she she said that she had that, or she not encountered, but it, it happened to her. She started speaking in tongues, and she tried to go biblical. And, of course, so... Love believing all things. I, I'm I'm believing her. I don't see how it's true scripturally, but I'm I'm believing her. And she's saying I, I started, there was no one there to interpret, so I just I basically went in a corner and kept to myself. I'm like, oh okay. I'm like the, you know, if if you, you believe you truly are, then if there is no one there to interpret, as you go back and read First Corinthians fourteen and on, it, it tells you exactly. 
if there are, are two or, or more, then it goes to the first two. And then if someone else comes up and says they have a revelation, then it is the job of the first two to therefore resign and let that one come up mm-hmm. forward. And there is an order to it. And if there is no order, then it is not of God. Why? Because God is a God of order mm-hmm. and not of chaos. Right. So if you have an entire church, just blah, 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 yeah. whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've never heard it before besides on YouTube and stuff like I, that. I've been, I, I've gotten to hear tongues before. It's interesting. My first time getting to hear someone speak in tongues was, uh, I was on a mission trip to Panama and, we, and it was a ton of different people from a ton of different religious backgrounds and we're all high schoolers. So we're all arguing like the entire month that we're there <laughs> over just everything. And one of the arguments was over tongues. And it was funny, this guy who wasn't right in his faith arguing with this girl that, that was very dedicated in her faith and the girl Every time she, every time she prayed, you could see her speaking in tongues, praying in tongues, uh, alone mm-hmm. by herself. And it was really cool to watch. And, and uh, I wish I would have talked to her more about it. Uh, but then the guy was like, yeah, I went to a church like that and, uh, it's basically gibberish. And they, they took me to a back room and, and told me to speak in tongues. And I did it real quick. And it's like, and like he did it right in front of <laughs> us. Like, like it was, n- and, and so they, they obviously got into it, but it's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's different for everyone. And, and is, you yeah. hear enough of these stories of, yeah, it was basically made up and, and and you yeah. get disappointed at that aspect. Right. Yeah. And it is. It is disappointing. Because, yeah, how cool would it be to speak in tongues? I mean, Paul himself talks about how, I wish you all spoke in tongues. I have spoken right. in more tongues than any of you. But then he goes into, but you're not. Yeah. You're not doing it the right way. You're. It's not of God. Yeah. And then he, uh, 1 Corinthians 12 even talks about what's important. So verse mm-hmm. 28, and God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping administration, various kinds of tongues. Tongues are the last on mm-hmm. the list. And a lot of these churches are, are putting it as the first most important. Right. Yeah. And it, we're, it gets dangerous because, again, Brad and I being on that mindset of it's not needed, so therefore it doesn't happen, but also not going as far as to say as it's not existent because of yeah. course God that's a gift yeah. of God and he can use it however he wants. Yeah. But knowing that these churches are putting it so high that they're even saying if when you're baptized, if when you come out of the water, you're not speaking in tongues, mm-hmm. you don't have the Holy Spirit yeah. and you have to go back under and do it again mm-hmm. yeah. until you go up the final time. Mm-hmm. And then you start speaking in tongues and Oh, Holy Spirit finally took you're yeah. good. Oh, the f- picture I have in my head of Stay down until he's in you. Stay down until he's in you. <laughs> At some point, the bubbles stop, and you're like, oh, we may have taken that too far. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Okay, so a couple years in, you're, yeah. you're going for a couple years. What? Because I've never been to Bethel, obviously. Okay. What's a normal service a look like? We should take a trip. Um, Rooted in Logos trip. So we can shoot a podcast trip. during the service. Oh my god! <laughs> just just <laughs> narrate it the whole time. <laughs> we could do an episode on the way down, one during, and then on the way back. <laughs> could you guys be quiet? Could you guys be quiet? We're uh, no, no, talking we, about the gospel here. No, we do the. Quit we, speaking in tongues. <laughs> no, we do. Quit the, laughing hysterically. We do the golf, and now someone's getting out. <laughs> <laughs> we just do the <laughs> golf announcers. <laughs> They're, I'm like, I love this much, idea, which means we can't do it. <laughs> They're about to switch songs. Wait, no, no, 
No, it's, it's the still the same song. Just the chorus again. All right. All right, we've been in this song for about 25 minutes now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. He's about to say a scripture. Oh, never mind. It's just another story. I don't oh, know. No, it's I'm, just just a feel-good quote. It's fine. Yeah. I'm not sure how much you've listened to us, but this is kind yeah. of a normal thing for us. So okay. anyway, uh, back to the actual question. <laughs> so what was a normal kind of service look like just week in and week out? So, you know, I would get there, uh, you know, greet some people, say hi. I, I would do sound for them sometimes. When I wasn't working sound, I would just go like... Say hi to people a lot and just, you know, they were like really uh, kind and stuff and we'd like hug and stuff. You know, like, you know, just regular normal, church stuff. Normal, yeah. church normal, stuff. normal yeah. people yeah. stuff, yeah. Yeah, and then um, we'd start worship and sometimes they'd be like, hey, like we feel the Holy Spirit moving. Let's keep doing worship, you know. And they would like make worship go longer because usually it's like 30 minutes of worship or like maybe like an hour of worship and then like an hour sermon, you know. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I like that. So like sometimes like we would continue doing worship and we do like four or five songs and stuff. So just real quick on that, you said that you've run sound for them. So yeah. I would assume you would have heard rehearsals. And so anytime they were like the spirits moving, let's keep it going. That that was real. Yeah, they never said that during rehearsal. Okay, uh, they never went, said like during this time we're gonna just do this song for like fifteen more minutes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They never did that. Uh, that I mean, like <laughs> as they were as they felt. Like, yeah. Yeah. Know. So it was like. And that's I mean, hard to do at a church like ours that like we, we try to hit a sturdy schedule. Many churches in our vein do like we're trying to hit a schedule because we're doing multiple services or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, them having that openness to do that. That's really. I mean, they I only had like one that. service, too. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have like another service. Makes a after. huge difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we do uh, worship and stuff. And like people would be like hands up, hands out, you know, hands open or hands up, you know. Yeah. And um, so, some people, uh, they would get really into it. Like, uh, some people would start shaking. I always felt like during worship, like at the beginning, it wasn't like as intense as like after the sermon or something, because they do a, like a prayer team afterwards. I don't know. I mean, sometimes I bet it was intense, like in the worship. Again, it's been a while. Some people would shake and then they'd be like laughing, not like very hysterically. Some people would be like laughing, like, you know, like I knew a guy who was my friend there and he would like laugh and stuff. And it just sounded like normal laughter to me. And then, yeah. I mean, it didn't really creep me out, but like there were some laughters that would show up that were really creepy, you know. Yeah. But then like, okay, that's worship. And then the guy, the the leader comes up there and um, you know, he's like does a few announcements. Like I remember being on the sound team, I'd be like, Okay, this guy's gonna do like ten minutes of announcements or something at the mm-hmm. beginning. So that's kinda normal for church and stuff. Most of the time, like I don't wanna bash anything, but like yeah, No, we don't want that either. We just yeah. wanna I mean I kinda that, got, com- that comes after you're gone. Yeah. 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 I wow. kinda, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> The leader would go up there and like I kind of got a sense that he was like kept telling stories from his own life. And then like at a point before, like a few months before I left for uh, Johnson University for my college, um, I was like, man, like he just keeps telling stories, you know? <laughs> and yeah, it just it's, it rubbed me the wrong way. And I was like, where's the scriptural foundation? So this was the guy that was actually doing the sermon, right? Yeah. He was, so you guys had a live person there. It wasn't Bill Johnson on a screen no, no, or no. anything like that. It was it an was, actual it was a, campus he, pastor type yeah. scenario he was he actually worked at bssm for a while okay and he led like a group of students and um what, stuff. what's that acronym for uh bethel school of supernatural ministry oh wow yes. okay so yes. they would teach people how to do those like how to be a prophet yeah how to speak in tongues how to prophesy right yeah i actually went through a class on that through through them i mean yeah. not through bssm but yeah. through the church so yeah like i kind of noticed that he was like bringing up stories and stuff and sometimes he would like quote scripture i feel like but i don't know it just it made me feel good most of the time but then mm. 
towards the end of it, I was like, oh man, like something's something's not right, you know. Yeah. Um, but then, okay, so then we'd do the sermon, and then after the sermon, they'd play like worship music, like on the speakers, not like, I mean, sometimes I guess they would go up there as they felt led, you know. And then, like, they would have, like, people, like, a prayer team up at the front, like, at the altar or the stage. And uh, they'd be like, hey, if you want prayer, uh, go up there. And um, they're going to ask you if it's okay if they lay hands on you and they're going to pray for you. And I feel like I went up every week because I want to prayer all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, I'd go up there and, like, they would pray for me. And, like, most of the time I just start crying and stuff because I don't know if it's just the atmosphere or what. But I, I do consider myself an emotional guy. Yeah. Like, this past week I've been crying a little bit because like i'm like man i'm leaving everybody um no seriously i was i was crying yesterday on sunday so yeah they would do like the prayer thing after the sermon and then like a bunch of us would like go out to eat but then sometimes like the prayer would get like so intense for people that they would you know go on the ground and start shaking and then other people would like go and pray for them and like lay hands on them and stuff Mm -hmm. and they would say like words like fire fire more more um stuff like that Mm. um and then like on special occasions they would do like more charismatic stuff oh yeah um have you guys heard of like fire tunnels no 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 that's new okay have Um, you heard simon have you heard of fire i I wanted to make a joke no i have not (laughs) (laughs) i was like there's a joke in there like i'm playing a video game that's fire tunnels no it's uh i'm sure i've heard fire and tunnel together before okay so um, (laughs) oh it's a taco bell burrito that's what (laughs) oh There we go. Anyway, um, that's thirty minutes after the burrito. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Golly, why? We're trying to have a serious conversation, I'm guys. Sorry. After the Bethel podcast, we're actually talking about Taco Bell. For the next podcast, we're, we're going to talk about it. That's for the the after hours. Yeah. Pa- oh. Patreon. They would do the, like I feel like two or three times a year they would do this fire tunnel, mm. and I was like, I guess it was like on the spot as they felt led, you know? Because like sometimes like I'd be in the sound booth and like. I'd hear one like the prayer team be like, "Hey, like, can we do like a fire tunnel?" Like, I, I kind of feel like we, I feel like we need to we do need it. a fire tunnel, guys. Let's get it. Let's get it going. Like, there's so many mental images in my head that I feel like whatever is coming next is going to be a disappointment. So I'm picturing everyone putting their like in an arch tunnel and everyone running through it. Um, is that okay, it? Well, okay, so you kind of got the right idea. <laughs> okay. okay, so like. <sighs> So I kind of I kind of think of like parents after like a soccer game because I grew up playing soccer. They do like the my man. Yeah, they do the tunnel and then the kids run through. But like instead of the actual tunnel, like um, so the prayer team like lines up like that, like with the facing each other, and then they're like, okay, everyone, we're gonna do fire tunnel. If you want to do it, that's like that's cool. But if you don't want to, that's okay too. Like we're just gonna. It, they had a big thing. It was like, they actually have like, it's something called the culture of honor. So they honor like people and they say like, hey, if you don't want to do it, that's okay. You know, we honor you and you honor us. Stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I mean, they had multiple things, like multiple values. I bet if I could like, I could find that stuff. But I, I mean, I definitely could. But um, so we're like, they were like, okay, we're going to do a fire tunnel. Like we feel like the spirit wants us to do this. Um, so they had people line up. And then they're like, okay, you're going to walk through and we're going to lay our hands on you and pray for you and invite the Holy Spirit. And you're just going to keep walking at a slow pace and every everyone's going to lay their hands on you. Yeah. And if you want to join the fire tunnel after you like get out of it, 
that's cool too. And so like a lot of people would form this line to go through it. And I remember going through it and like they'd put the hands on the shoulders and stuff. And sometimes they'd put it like this, like back and chest and stuff. And then they'd just pray and stuff. And like, you would feel that, like I would feel that warmth again. I would feel like that kind of stuff. And then a few times I even like shook to the point where like I kind of fell down. Yeah. And the leader had to drag me out of the tunnel. Oh wow. And then I was still like kind of shaking on the ground yeah um i'm still questioning that experience as well i'm not sure that was me psyching myself into it but yeah like they would do that sometimes at the end of service and then oh yeah i forgot one one thing i'm so scatterbrained um (laughs) (laughs) so is our podcast it works okay (laughs) so like okay so i talked about worship i talked about the sermon and sometimes and then i talked about the prayer thing they do after the sermon and then sometimes they do the fire tunnel so actually before is there before the sermon or like they do like a tithe and offering kind Mm -hmm. of segment and then they do that like it's like a script and it's like they're kind of saying like you can find these on the bethel website by the way it's like um tithe offering one two and three Hmm. And they would tell me, they would tell the slide person, like, hey, we're doing number two, our number three tithe offering. And then they put the words on the screen. So we would say this all together. It'd be Hmm. like, thank you, know, thank you, Lord, for giving us the financial needs to give into your kingdom and co-labor with. And and, but then they would say like things like that was at the end, like. I kind of, it's ingrained in me, kind of. Yeah. They'd say, like, hey, like, like we we are expecting, like, checks in the mail. Just, like, random money, you know. Debts paid off. Expenses decrease. Uh, mm. is this, so this is where the, the prosperity church? starts kind of coming in, right? Is this for right? the church or for individuals? Like, I remember, never mind, I won't say the name of the TV program, but I remember Christian TV programs being on in our house where people are like, I, I know someone's leg is being healed right now, or I know cancer is going away from someone right now. And like, is it for like the individual or is this for the church? So it's like, they're saying it like kind of as like a community, like they're expecting something to happen because they're like co-laboring with God or something. Like they expect yeah. the Holy Spirit to show up in a way that's mir- miraculous, like unexpected checks in the mail, like mm-hmm. randomly or like finding money. Like that was, that was one of them, like mm-hmm. finding money, yeah. checks in the mail. That's, you know, paid off. And I mean, if you want to pull it up on the website, it's there. Yeah. But um, it's like a, it's a pre-scripted prayer for everyone to repeat. Yeah. yeah, and it's, yeah, I kind of, like, when I was researching that this January, I was like, man, is this kind of, like, prosperity thing going on? Like, yes. they're expecting things to happen because they're giving? Right. And I was like, oh, no. That's... Well, yeah, it's this expectation of, oh, we're doing God's will, therefore, since we're in his will, he's going to do everything that we're asking. Right. Yeah. Which isn't mm-hmm. always the case. So, Bethel, right. offering reading number one says, As we receive today's offering, we are believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, yes. sales and commissions, favorable Hallelujah. settlements, <laughs> estates and inheritances, yeah. interest and income, rebates and returns, crypto, <laughs> checks in the mail, <laughs> gifts and services. Sur- Gifts and surprises, finding money, debts paid off, expenses decree, decrease, blessings increase. Uh, thank you, Lord, for meeting all my financial needs, and I may have more than enough to give to the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hey, can I just say, on the surface, I don't hate that prayer. I expect debts to be paid off, too. And I, I mean, am I expecting it for myself without any work for myself? Or am I expecting large checks in the mail that aren't for my grandma on my birthday? No, I'm not. Like, but like. I'm like, hey, Simon's hate... grandma, my birthday September 23rd. It's <laughs> 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 big check my way. <laughs> big check, 50 bucks. Uh, <laughs> d- 
am I like, do I like hate that? Especially as I know, like there are churches that like <clears throat> genuinely are like, oh, we know there are people in our church that have need. We're going to send them a check that they didn't ask for even. Right. Right. I'm like, okay, on the surface, I don't hate that prayer. Now, does it get into prosperity stuff? I think so. But like, I don't know. Uh, we can have the discussion at the end of it. Like what, what's going wrong and what, there's some good stuff that I'm hearing from this as well that I'd love to talk about as well. So for, for me, I guess it's more of the expectation. It's yeah. we expect this to happen. Whereas, we're like okay scripturally what is the only thing christ says to expect mm -hmm. tribulation right. sure. christ says right. you are going mm -hmm. to suffer for my namesake he doesn't mm -hmm. say yeah. You are going to be rich. You are going to get all these things. He says, you're going to suffer and you're probably going to die for right. my name. <laughs> mm -hmm. So expect that. Absolutely. And, and when he talks about meeting all of our needs, it, it's... Give us this day, our daily yeah. bread. Daily bread. And, it, yeah. and it's more more of a spiritual side of it than necessarily just a physical side. Now, yeah. yes. But what I do are... like about... No, go ahead. Not so much the expectation, but the side of, okay, you are living paycheck to paycheck. You cannot afford to make ends meet. And literally, you're like, all right, Lord, I, I trust you. I, I'm mm -hmm. expecting you to provide for us. And what that looks like, I have no idea. But the the point is, okay, I'm trusting, Lord, that you are going to take care of me and my family. Yeah. Well, it, 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 it could be a change of your own mindset where you make better financial decisions, exactly, right? Yeah. If you right. change, like, I think every Christian, or not every Christian, I think there are Christians that would argue if you're living biblical principles, you're not putting yourself in terrible financial position. Yeah. So you right. are expecting for someone who wasn't saved, joining the church, making better life decisions, not buying a lottery ticket or five every weekend. Like right. you are expecting that for people. Exactly. Um, yeah. Now are you expecting large checks? In the <laughs> or, or I'm not expecting. Uh, uh, like promotions, like, okay, you work with integrity, you're hardworking. Um, like, I think there are brothers and sisters in my life I would expect promotions for. But is that a biblical promise? Right. No, maybe exactly. you, maybe you right. stay at that same pay level your entire life. It's it's up to you to be content with that as well. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's the heart behind their explanation of expectation okay. Ver versus right. I think what we're talking about. I think they are two entirely different things. This is exactly where Philippians 4.13 actually comes into play. Yes. Where he talks about, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He's talking about finances. He's talking about whether I have plenty or I don't have enough. I am content because I can do all things through Christ. I can find five hundred dollars in my couch through Christ's money. <laughs> <laughs> <I need money. laughs> so that's basically the layout of the service. You know, mm -hmm. we do worship for like an hour. Sometimes it'd be extended. Then the leader would come up, do a sermon. Like I said, I feel like he would do stories most of the time. Topical stories. Well, actually, like mm -hmm. stories of his own life a lot. Yeah. Oh. Sometimes stories of other people, but like yeah. I mean, he'd bring up his own testimony, which is fine. I mean, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Um, come by the word of our testimony. Yeah. yeah. And um, then we'd do the prayer thing afterwards for people who felt led, I guess, who yeah. walked up there. Um, and then if you didn't want prayer, you could just be dismissed. And then, you know, it was like, it was a good community. Oh, yeah. I, I don't but, doubt that at all. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. We, we have fun, like, eating out and stuff after church and stuff and, you know, saying hi. But yeah. I still have a little problem. So, the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I guess my next question then would be some of the kind of more quote unquote outlandish things that Austin and I talked about. Okay. So let's just start with, did you ever hear anything or was it ever preached? The the grave soaking or sucking or whatever, however they describe it. Because I know I've heard interviews and I've heard things where Bill Johnson has even come out and said, we actually don't teach that. But then you also see the evidence to the contrary. It was like, okay, but they actually practice it at times. So like they're the, some of their head pastors and some of their 
their head worship leaders are out saying, yes, we believe this. Yeah, so is that something you ever experienced or something that you had any familiarity with? Um, so, like, I, when I was researching this past January, after that biblical class that I took. Just for real quick, Johnson is not a part of the, ben- no. uh, not Bethel, but just Pentecostal, right? No. Oh, no. Johnson is in a, is in a reformed St- vein. Yeah. Um, but even now that's a university, it's more like, not like it's, I went to Johnson as well. And, and yeah. I have friends that went to Johnson, but in our, it, I don't think it would like tie itself to any denomination at this gotcha. point. I think it's right. more of just Christian university. We like all the professors are Christian, but with the name university on it, it doesn't have many ties. They just want. It came from know. the Stone Campbell movement. Yeah. So reform. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Anyway, continue. And, Sorry. Any, um, wait, I forget what I was talking you do about. Do you Stone Campbell class yet? No. It's a big book. I, I wanted to. <laughs> I, I was actually wondering about that. I forget where I was. Oh, oh outlandish things about. You know, so, grave. this specifically in this one, grave soaking, grave sucking, sucking um, whatever. So, when I was researching it, I found pictures of Bill's wife doing that on the internet. And she's, to my knowledge, she's tried taking them down and stuff and stuff. Mm. At my church, personally, I did not hear a thing about it. Okay. Never. Yeah. Not in one So my, it's probably not a super, and I think we even mentioned that. It, this yeah. may not even be a super, like, Why talked think? about thing or right. big, big issue within that church. It's just it was, one of those kind of like, yeah. ah, this is a little it's weird. It's big enough to where it's out there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe um, some individuals. Or maybe it's partic- older. Maybe it was like right. early Bethel. Yeah. I yeah. mean, she's. Uh, rest in peace, by the way. I don't yeah, know. Right. Yeah, I, to- I, I don't know, want to talk about it. Really, it's well, and that's icky. what we we even yeah. had that discussion of like, man, do we even do we take it down? And it's like, okay, but we weren't bashing her. Just yeah. we were talking we're not about bashing any of them. We're not bashing any of them. We just like, okay, here's- talking about what happened. Yeah. Myself at 24 years old, I know I can look back a handful of years and go, that's something I practiced in my faith that I probably wouldn't do or of preach course. anymore. Of yeah. course, I, like that could 100 percent be her. Yeah, today. for or, sure. Yeah, it could have been her. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, We've talked a little bit about the holy laughter, a little bit about prosperity. Okay. What about the? <laughs> I actually kind of like I like this idea of this being a thing, but I know it's not. But the glory clouds. Okay. <laughs> did that happen at your my, my church? Your church. Um. So. And what you, was it? You, was there a button by the soundboard that said <laughs> fog? <laughs> it was golden or red. gold dust. <laughs> yeah. Deploy the fog. Angel <laughs> feathers. Right next to release the snakes. <laughs> Oh, Ooh, we're in the mountains now. Oh, yeah. So there was times, a handful of times I can remember where I was at service and stuff. And like, I was actually in the process of like, of hearing the sermon. I was like sitting next to like these people like I love and they'd be like, hey, like I see gold dust on my hands. And I'd be like, what? And I would look at my hand. And I'd be like, I'd see like a, like a glitter thing or two. And I'd be no. like, yeah. And I was like, I don't like that. And I was like. No, you know, I mean, I don't know if that's what gold dust is or whatever, but that's what it looked like on like the person's hand next to me, and yeah. it looked like on my hand too. And I was like, "Huh?" I was like, "Okay." And I mean, there, I mean, not, I, I mean, it didn't happen to me every time, but I did hear like, "Oh, I have gold dust," or like, "Look, you know, look at my hand, like, there's mm. gold dust on it and stuff." And like last week, a girl sat in that chair that had glitter on her dress, and now that's on your hand. Like that's <laughs> you're spraying it through the ductwork. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like. Okay, so I, I don't know if there's more to the story, but like that yeah. that seems really terrible to me because it's like if that was planted there, they have complete deniability of like, oh, we planted that or whatever it is. Like, oh, they brushed something that had gold dust on it, but it's, but it's like that could have easily been stuck, snuck into like someone's handshake or onto yeah. a chair or something like that. And it's just like, or it's in the air, or it's in the <laughs> like it's in the air. It's like okay, like 
I'm not. I don't even want to say it could be real. Like there's something there that's like well, really the whole point, gross to talk about. You have to go back to scripture. What's the scripture? There is nothing in yeah, scripture that, is, that talks about gold dust, gold dust yeah, or angel me. feathers flying down on you and stuff like that. There's it's there's like, nothing it, there. It's in the lighting, and you say in one spot, and you see it on your hand. But it's like yeah. that. That's gross to me because it's like. <laughs> A lot it's, of it's stuff. manipulative. Yeah, yeah. That, that had to have been. It's manipulative. manipulative. Yeah. Almost half. The yeah. the idea to like the glory cloud itself. The video that we the audio we played on our last episode. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Had a video accompanying it, and there was dust, dust flying yeah. out of the vents. Now I've seen that video. Before. Seems to be pretty self-explanatory what was happening there, but like they were passing it off as something miraculous and something right. that was just the Holy Spirit was coming through the ductwork and right. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. can't wrap my mind around that. Did yeah. that particular experience ever take place there? No dust clouds or anything. Um, but like one thing I do like want to say is like they would like before we actually got a building, we would go to like we were at a school. Okay. And like I mean, I think it happened there, and I was like, I don't know if it was just like someone. I don't know if like they planned it or what, but like I'm not even sure. Like maybe they got into contact with glitter earlier in the day, <laughs> and then they're like, oh look. But like I don't know if they could do that. If they're renting someone like a space out because right. we rented a few spaces out actually until we well, actually as long got as the a good vacuum cleaner. Yeah, I don't know, but I. You know, there's a lot. I'm mean, like, I, I don't know. You know. Yeah. No, I, I get it. And but it did happen. <laughs> and, ju- and just to be clear, like you have genuinely good friendships with a lot of these people. Oh, like, of yeah. course. Yeah. You, you, it's hard to say like, and like, not even that they were lying <laughs> or manipulative, but like, or the people close to you anyway. But it's like, it, it, you know, it, it's just really hard to look back at that and go, what was really happening? Right. Um, and, and they, I, I would. I would give the benefit of the doubt to the majority of people in that building. That's what I'm saying. That they truly yeah. believe that that is what's happening. Yeah. Right. And so Possibly I do. Possibly every one of them. Because they have that school that you have people go through. Also true. And if yeah. you have someone deep enough in that believes the right thing to do is to plant some gold dust somewhere in whatever way, it's like... You could have everyone at that church like genuinely believing they're doing the right thing, right? But there's something sinister deep within the the school of ministry or whatever that leads someone to doing something like that. Yeah, there was people from the school actually that came like all the way from California to Indiana to be at this church. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they even brought interns from the the school to prophesy for us one time, kind of to train them and yeah. So give them some experience. I want to know what that looked like. What what did their prophesying look like? Okay, so I don't know. This is kind of hard for me because I kind of believe the prophecy they told me. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I don't know if that's bad or anything, but well, I mean, if it came true, may, oh, I've had that. Yeah, I've had someone I mean, prophesy if, if, if it comes it true, true. Yeah. yeah. So we all signed up for it. So it was like a sign up thing, and because there's like limited spots, and we don't. There's only four interns, right? We don't want to overwhelm them. I guess right. as a thing. I mean, we, we had to like, practice that at our church. We have one intern. Take on him. <laughs> and we put everything we on put. this intern. <laughs> I did not do I any attest. work this time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we all went to, like, uh, we were at the school or this. We were actually renting from this other church at the time. So we went to the church, that church building, and we, um, you know, we, all of us that signed up for it, I signed up for it because I was like, okay, I want to see what this is. So we were sitting there, and they called us up, like, one of one at a time and there's like a chair in front of them and there's like four chairs for them to sit in and like it is intimidating it is kind of intimidating 
So like, Did I they charge you for this class? No, okay. it, it was just like a. I mean, it wasn't just a curious. class. It was like an event, I guess, or like yeah. something special. And like, so like, they get to me, and like, I go up there, and all I say is like, "Hey, my name is Sam." And they're like, "Okay, Sam, like, we're gonna prophesy over you." That's it. And yeah. so I didn't say anything about myself, which is like crazy to me, because I was like, "Man, if it was fake, like, I didn't give anything except my name." Yeah. So basically, Did you have to fill anything out beforehand or anything like that. I just needed to sign up on the website they had. How many weeks beforehand? Oh man. <laughs> I forget. Deep. Are we skeptical or not? <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am very skeptical. Yeah. But again, love believes all things. So I'm. I'm yeah. I'm listening. So I think it was like a week, maybe two before. Yeah. Maybe yeah. something like something normal, I guess. You know, like how you sign up for events. So they call me up there and they just start praying for a while, like a minute or two or three. And then this guy says, like, uh, you know, Samuel, I got a scripture to read over you. And it was like John 10 verse 11. And that's like the good shepherd, right? Talking about how Jesus is the good shepherd. And he was using it like, hey, like Sam, you're going to be, you, you know, he said, Sam, you're a shepherd. You're going to be like a pastor, you know, something like that. And he said, like, just like Jesus, you're going to give your life for the sheep. So I was like, oh, man, like I kind of got emotional at that because I was like, yeah. oh, that's what I want to do. Yeah. That's what I feel like God called me to do. So I kind of started tearing up and stuff, you know, emotional guy. And uh, <laughs> then they started like saying like, I mean, I was wearing a t-shirt and it said like, uh, it was like a uh, rap duo as, you know, Mi Social Club Misfits, you know, those guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I was wearing this like long sleeve and it said Misfits on it and it was like their merch. And um, one of the, one of the girl interns was like, Hey, I see your shirt says misfits. And she's like, Hey, like forget exactly what she said. That was more along the lines of like, Hey, like you're going to stand out for the kingdom, I guess, or some, something like that. I can't really recall, but like the first guy that said that, that's the thing I remembered. Right. And, um, I did take a voice memo of it, but my phone's dead right now. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um, I can send that to you later if you want. Mm. I see what it's like, I guess. Anyway, it's kind of like that. And some people, like that guy, the first guy had a lot to say, but then the other people didn't really have a lot to say. Right. So it was like, it's kind of weird. He was like, yeah, you're going to be like a shepherd who dies for the sheep and, you know, uh, God is going to use you, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So just, that's all I remember. Yeah. And like, and hey, you're living into that uh, prophecy a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, and that it's kind of comforting to me that you're like saying that was a prophecy because it's like, if it was like dead on, then we'd probably be like, all right, Satanism maybe, or whatever it is. Like, <laughs> it sounds like they almost went the route of going vague. Like, even yeah, if, like... That's exactly what I was yeah, thinking. Even yeah, if, like, like, you didn't, like, go to school to be a pastor, like, you'd be living into, like, I'm going to be the plumber pastor. I'm going to be... Yeah. Like, it seems like they went the route of going a little vague, uh, which is almost comforting to me, and I'm not going to discredit that, like, you were, you're called to that. Yeah, right. Um, and I hope you're not doing that. I hope, like... This whole time I've been like, man, Sam, you are doing a healthy deconstruction a little yeah. bit. Whereas like we've seen I unhealthy deconstructions. So I'm just, it's, 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 but you really do have to deconstruct about <laughs> things. You're right. You're right. So it's, it's like. It's called reform. <laughs> it's called reform. You're reforming. I don't know. You're reforming um, back to scripture. Yeah, That's fine. So you are. Uh, but anyway. So, <laughs> I, know, I know exactly what you yeah. mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. So. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's so I was a little comforted uh, by that story more than yeah. like I I didn't know if you had like other friends got prophesied over that they were gonna like die in a car wreck and that happened no, or something like that. It wasn't like very specific. No, yeah, yeah I was I was that's gonna be a follow up question was were were there any that you heard that were super specific that were like well so like for example the the people and I don't know if 
any of the leadership there would do this, but the people that are like, the world is coming to an end on, you know, June 23rd, no, 2024, or whatever. Like, was it ever <laughs> well, that level of specificity? They were, they were pushing for the, I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but I think, like, the whole Bethel as a whole was pushing for the prophecy that Donald Trump was going to be elected again. Yep. Um, okay. I guess you guys touched on that. Prophesied that, and that's probably they touched on it. <laughs> they touched on it one service. Actually, there's got to be a push yeah. in 2024 to get him elected again. Just some fulfill some prophecies. Don't fall for it. Right. <laughs> they, need to take that out. They care. touched on it on one pr- uh, service. Actually, I mean, they touched on it a little bit, or I, I don't know if it's a little bit or the whole sermon. I, yeah. It concerned me a lot though. Yeah. When I was hearing this, I was like, "Why are we talking about this?" Yeah. You know? right. But like they were saying, like, "Hey, like the reason." This this didn't happen was because you know satan likes to mess things up mm. uh, stuff like so that given yeah wow um they you know stuff like that um i think that's what the reason they said i kind of want to go back to that service and like listen to the audio of yeah. it and see if but, it still exists if, if it still exists but when i was going through that event of being prophesied over um when other people were being prophesied for like me and the other people were talking to each other like whispering gotcha but like we weren't actively listening to the other prophecies because it was like a personal thing right and i didn't want them to listen to my personal thing if, no it makes sense if it was, yeah 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 so yeah that was i mean well, and it, it actually sounds like everything I've listened to from that mm-hmm. of even their their prophecy, um, their classes that they're doing, mm-hmm. they're they're teaching how to prophesy vaguely. Yeah. Whereas scripturally, we know if it's if it's a prophecy from God, it is detailed, mm-hmm. and it it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So like with them saying, oh, well, Satan likes to thwart things. No, if it's a prophecy from God, it's going to happen. And going back to yeah. our. Or, or our other episode that came out, yeah. I, I listed all the Old Testament scriptures that said, if this is a false prophet, this is what's going to happen. Right. Happen mm-hmm. to him. Like w- really bad things exactly. are going to happen yeah. to him. And you will know they're a false prophet by, by the prophecies don't, don't come, come true. true. Yeah, right? they don't happen. Yeah. And, and, and once there's a, once they are a false prophet, God does not use them as a prophet. Why? Because they are discredited and they have no credibility whatsoever. Right. I get the picture. Have y'all watched Parks and Rec? Yes. 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 Okay, so you remember that you got, you got, how was it? Um, Zorp. Yeah, yeah. Zorp, and how there was an episode all about Zorp and that the world was going to end at sundown on this day. Obviously, it didn't happen. And so the leader of the cult comes in and sits down with Leslie to, I've been going through the numbers and I made a critical error in my math. <laughs> this is the day the world's going to end. And she goes, Well, the park's been reserved by these other people. Oh, no, I, I, I see another number here that I missed. Uh, it's actually this day. And she's like, Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, yeah, you can reserve the park for that day. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to have like this never-ending cycle of like Trump, like the, this church pushing for Trump to run for election and, and try to vote for him and then like maybe it's going to be Trump's son down the road like because yeah. you have to if they don't get this prophecy fulfilled then people are going to be like alright well Bethel does bad at prophesying. I'm not sure who exactly did the prophecy though. I want to say I remember seeing him on stage with Bill Johnson at one point uh, in California. Yeah. Trump? Trump, yeah. So I, oh, really? I'd be willing to bet it was it was him. Speaking of Bill Johnson, was there ever any interaction between your plant and and the 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 main dude? So we called Bethel like our parent church, and they called him Daddy Bill. <laughs> 
I mean, I stop. did. Stop. Just stop. I did. Uh, <laughs> going off the rails. <laughs> I, I, I mean, just today, like, I just, I was on Instagram. I was like, oh, man, I'm still following Bethel's page on Instagram. And I saw, like, a comment that said Papa Bill on it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, uh, so that was a lot closer to truth than yeah. we, <laughs> we realized. And I was like, oh, man, okay. Um, but... <laughs> Papa John. <laughs> Did you guys have like a cutout of him like in the lobby that you take like, pictures with? <laughs> no. Okay. But um, cardboard cutout. Yeah. There was times when like we'd have people associated with Bethel like come to mm-hmm. our church. There's this one guy who was like a mentor for the leader that preaches at the church that I went to, and the mentor would come in and they would do like conferences and stuff or like special speaking things like at night. I feel like the leadership would like take videos. They would take videos and say like, hey. So-and-so church, you're doing a great job. Like, we're proud of you guys. You know, we're we're thinking of you guys. We're praying for you. Just general support and encouragement, I guess. Okay, that's cool. But not a whole lot of direct interaction with the parent, you know, the hub. I mean, we did classes based on, like, Chris. I can't even say his last name. I know know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, No, it's basically curriculum. That yeah, comes cur- from the main hub. Yeah. yeah. We do like curriculums here and there. Yeah. Um, we actually did like a prophecy class I did there. It was kind of, I mean, it was like more of like, hey, like a test to figure out your gifts, I guess. They were like, hey, like we feel like everyone can like prophesy or whatever. So like we're going to line you guys up. Like you guys are going to face this way and not turn around. And there's going to be people lined up behind you and you're not yeah. going to know who it is. And then when we say like, hey, like go, you guys are going to turn around with your eyes shut. You guys are going to prophesy for that person before you Hmm. and i find i find the speaking in tongues and the prophesying on demand to be just a little bit odd and anyone can do it it's not you can have a class and you can do it right that's another thing you can be taught a gift Mm -hmm. again it's not biblical the the prophecy in new testament is not foreseeing the future prophesying Mm -hmm. is prophesying about the future that has already been told. And, yeah. and then, Sam, you're put in this really awkward position where you have to prophesy for this person. So you're learning to prophesy like those people before that, like in a vague manner. Like, yeah. uh, you're going to... You're going to wake up and, and pray to God tomorrow, or you're going <laughs> to you're going to be yeah. a pastor. People are going to look up to you. Whatever it is, it's like you're not prophesying, you're encouraging people, and we need to get that like, yeah. straightened out. Well, like, the thing that happened for me personally, like, I don't know what happened to the other people, was, like, I didn't know, like, all, like most of us, like, like saw the other people behind us because, like, we were, like, getting ready to move and like but then they said like hey we're gonna move the people around and, like i knew who was like behind me or like like who i was facing before we turned around and like mm-hmm. closed our eyes and they moved people around and like in my mind i was like man like i know that person i know like the things that he's doing for the kingdom and stuff mm-hmm. and then i was like i was praying to god i was like hey like i was like hey i was i was like i was praying to god i was like god like is this is this still the person behind me or is it like someone else like what should i say I, that's that's the right. kind of mindset i was into I was like, who is this person behind me? And then, like, I turn around with my eyes closed and I say, like, some general stuff. Like, this particular person, like, I, I prophesied, hey, I'm like, hey, like, I see you, like, serving the church. I see you being a volunteer, um, like, really serving the kingdom and just, like, doing your part and, like, going above and beyond wow. and stuff. And then I, I opened my eyes and it's this guy that I worked with with the church and he's, like, a volunteer and stuff. But that's the exact same guy I saw behind me before. And then... 
in my mind, like when I was praying, I was like, "Hey, is it still gonna be that guy?" I almost said his name there. Like, <laughs> I, is it is it gonna be that guy? Like, still? And like, I kind of felt like God was like, I don't know if this was real, but but like, I was like, man, like, I feel like God was like saying, like, "Hey, that's still gonna be him" or something or mm-hmm. something, you know? Yeah. Or like, like in a sense, like he was kind of giving me the words, I guess, kinda. But at the same time, I kind of psyched myself into it. There's a lot. And I'm then unsure you clearly of. didn't say a prophecy. Yeah, it was just like, more right. just like, "Hey, you're a volunteer." Yeah. yeah. Uh, you could say that. You could say that to anyone. It wasn't specific. Yeah. It wasn't like, hey, you're gonna. And what's you know, biblical about, hey, you're gonna prophesy over someone you didn't just see, and like, it's gonna be surprised, and you're just gonna say whatever. But like, like right. what's the biblical premise for that? I mean, when they realized we like, we were like, we were like lining up face to face instead of back to back because the instructions weren't clear. They're like, hey, turn around, turn around. <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah. and then they're like, okay, we're gonna mix people up now because yeah. like you guys mm-hmm. saw each other. So they, they were. In a sense, I think they were trying to correct it or like trying to make it authentic. Mm-hmm. But I don't well, again, know. it's just that on demand that right. just to me is is a little right. bit just out there. I, I don't know. Well, like it's everyone an has proper to do view it. of prophecy. Yeah. Right. So Hebrews one uh, verses one through two. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. Mm-hmm. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things. Yeah. So, right there, there is no prophecy anymore. Right. There's no need for it because everything that is to happen has already been written, and everything that we need to know is. Well, what's the explanation right for John and Revelation then? Because that's a prophecy. Well, that's what He's saying. It's already been written. It's been written, as in so, Scripture. Yeah. Scripture. So, Revelation is prophecy. To be fulfilled. Right. But there's no need for us to do it anymore. To new prophecy. So new, the, power, the power that God gave the apostles, he did not give us the exact same power as the apostles. That's why we can't call ourselves capital A apostles. Whereas oh. in Corinthians, we're, we're called to, there's yeah. apostles, but that's lowercase apostles. So we're supposed to be doing some of the same things, but not with the same authority and power that the apostles had. So, but where did the revelation come from? Well, but like if I said I had a prophecy for you, Austin, I would still say that it came from Jesus. Right. Right. So, but, but, but do you, would you say you don't have a prophecy for me, Simon? You can't. Exactly. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. That, and, and that's my take on it. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, I would say like it's saying like Jesus has like prophesied and like we're all prophesying. Like if anyone prophesied, it'd be through Jesus. Uh, I don't think that's. That that's establishing the extinction of prophecy because right. you'd have well, to also prove that <laughs> Hebrews was written before Revelation at that point. Right. But in my mind. Right. Well, and the point being is, okay, if Christ is still giving prophecy, this is now second. This is not the authority here on earth, but besides Christ. Right. Because if people are still getting new revelation, that is the authority. As so, in, don't worry about this. This is old news. Christ is speaking new prophecy. That's actually where the Mormon, where a lot of the Mormon faith comes into play here, yeah. where they they believe that their apostle, their I think he's a I think he's prophet, 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 who's the head of the LDS Church. He can get new revelation from God, and, and in fact, 
all Mormons can get new revelation from God that is specific for their family, right? right. So the it's actually how it's a funny story. It's how the whole no alcohol and no caffeine and no tobacco came into play, where Joseph Smith or uh, Joseph Smith's wife was very upset that he would go have bourbon and smoke cigars with his buddies and talk about God and theology and not spend time at home. And so she said, "I had a new revelation from God that says you can't do those things right. anymore." Oh my gosh! And she and he was like, "Okay, fine, punk." I had a revelation from God that you can no longer have tea with your girlfriends, and so no caffeine. And so that's right. how those came into play, mm-hmm. is they believe that there is new revelation to be had. Right. Whereas but, I would yeah. argue, similar to Austin, we have the, all the special revelation is already done. But is there a distinction between like a universal prophecy for like all Christians? Like that? What? Sure, there's not a universal co- prophecy for all Christians coming from anyone, but if... There's this, like we I've heard plenty of mission stories of getting people being prophesied over and and legit things happening like uh, do we throw that out with it because that's a specific prophecy for one person right no I think that's a good question good question I, I, I don't lean, know the answer <laughs> I lean towards the no okay. uh, granted because hearing stories uh, granted I think a lot of those are lumped into prophecy whereas like one story was that. Uh, there's this missionary family that was out in the jungle mm-hmm. and they were surrounded by natives and the native, they, the natives were there to kill them. Right. And they were, it was like a couple hour ordeal. And then all of a sudden everything went quiet. Natives mm-hmm. left. <clears throat> a couple years later, these natives were uh, baptized. They converted, they were learning English and they came to this family and said, basically you, several years ago, we were the ones encamped around you and we were going to kill you. Right. But we saw, fiery beings with flaming swords surrounding your, your camp. Mm-hmm. And we were terrified and we, we ran. Right. So it's like, yeah. so stuff like that. Oh yeah, that's real. Mm-hmm. Bi- biblically, it's nowhere does it say, you know, angels are never going to come down to earth again. Right. But the point of new revelation, new prophecy being handed out to individuals, I lean towards the fact of, okay, that would mean that that is now the authority. Whereas scripture is, no longer holds the authority that it's supposed to. But if it's to a specific person, I would, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to say that. Like, well, and I'm not going to look at you and say, yeah, you know, you're full of it. Because again, <laughs> love believes all things. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to take it. I'm, I'm going to go to scripture first because again, scripture is yeah. the authority. Yeah. What does scripture say? And then I'm going to wait. I'm like, well, yeah. if it comes true, we'll go. Yeah, from I'm there. with you on the the hey Christians, like I just heard from God homosexuality, that was all a joke. Like, I'm with you, like, we should not, as a church, trust anything along those lines. Right. Right. But the, hey, you're called to go to Africa, or you're called to go to China, specifically, like, I've heard enough of those stories that, like, legit stuff happened uh, from godly people where... Uh, I don't. I don't read that in the text, right. and maybe Where that's where is, definitions. I take that become and, a thing. And again, I right? think it's vague. Now, if someone comes to me and, and says, "Africa specific," age 30, <laughs> but it's, Africa, it's not a missionary. It's, that, but okay. but that is very vague. Right. How many places in Africa could you go as a missionary? Literally every square inch on Africa. Okay, and, Australia. And you put and you <laughs> put that in someone's spot. mind, saying, <laughs> "I got a mission message from God saying you're going to go to Africa." Okay, for me. If I'm hyped up, I'm in that mindset, dude, I am like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to go to Africa. Mm-hmm. I, I need to go to Africa. And that's my mindset. Yeah. Could it be true? Maybe. Sure. Mm-hmm. But it, for me, that's vague. A prophecy going to scripture, whenever a prophecy is laid out, it is detailed and it's specific to the fact of that prophecy should entail, okay, Austin, 
at age 35, you are going to Jinja Uganda and you are going to meet a man and you're going to prophesy to this man mm -hmm. and he is going to convert. And because of this man, the rest of the village is going to believe it. All right, I have some and homework me. to do. I'm going to find some. I'm going to find some. <laughs> yeah. your next week is just me sending you story after <laughs> do story. Do it, please. Do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, for sure. Because I see exactly where both of you are coming from. Yeah. Right. And as a general rule, I usually land in the middle. And so I don't. <laughs> I feel like that's I'm, a bad thing. I feel, I feel like, like I'm, I'm in the middle. I feel like I'm the middle. I'm not. Actually, you're on the outside. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're in no, the middle. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. Because I absolutely see both sides of it. I'm like, okay, okay, Austin. Okay, that, I like what Austin said, but then Simon has. I, I get it. And so, yeah. Um, but I, I kind of. I would probably lean more of like it pick does, a side viewers, leave a five star review with your, <laughs> with your right. choice. So, so kind of moving on to the next thing too. One of the questions I was thinking of okay. is for the most part, I think you listened to our entire episode. Maybe you have a few minutes left. Yeah, I had a few minutes left. Yeah, because I think toward the end, if I remember right, we talked about their affiliation with what is the name Branham. Um, oh yeah, I was I heard that yes. you heard the Branham. Yeah. Okay. So I was going to ask you about that. Is is he someone that they do trumpets or or, or kind of lean on his teachings? What inspiration? What what's the William Branham connection to, so, to, to them? In your experience, not necessarily yeah. the meta whatever, but like in your the experience. Big, yeah. Okay. The individual like church Bethel plant, they never referenced him. Never heard his name or anything. But when I was researching, I found those videos that or clips or audio clips you guys had, where he's like, you know. You know, I was talking to God and, you know, the guy said like, yes, yeah, the guy at the Bethel was like saying, oh man, I was talking to God and he's like, I was like, I want the mantle of Branham. Yeah. And then he's like, I don't think you can handle it. Yeah. That. And God was saying, no, you can't handle that. And then the guy praying was like, well, what if like a whole generation took it or like a whole group of people? Yeah. And that, God's like, yeah, man. Yeah. And God like, was like, yeah, sure. Totally, <laughs> totally righteous, man. But like. In my individual terms, I never referenced him. Okay, cool. Never even heard of him until I started researching okay. the Bethel as a whole. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So it's interesting to, to me to see one of the things I'm taking away from this is that there is an underlying belief system mm -hmm. that kind of encompasses the whole of, of Bethel. But each individual plant might have its own little idiosyncrasies where they don't necessarily mesh with like what Bill Johnson originally set up right. or what maybe even he still currently believes. I, I don't fully, I haven't listened to a lot of his new stuff by any means, but yeah, you know, the, the leader at the, my church right now, like he, he, he planned the church all on his own, but like he's so into the Bethel thing that he also brings like the underlining values. Like, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. um, and he starts there and he, you know, but. and it's, it is uh, not, not as a knock on him, but it's like, if you come to like plant a church with an established name like that, then mm -hmm. you might be able to bring in more people to start this church. So, right. yeah. but you also have you do have to. I mean, it, it you have be, the baggage of it's you have the fun. baggage of an eye in that, but you also have to. I would assume on some level sign a statement of faith or, or you yeah. know the, where they yeah. well never, they carry this well him not have not to. necessarily you oh okay yeah yeah the, the, whoever's planning the church under that umbrella oh, okay the church would i think have to carry the statement of faith from the original right because if not then you're no longer on the under the umbrella of that church this this could be similar like this could be like a phenomenon that we're seeing with these larger churches that are planting that they're almost creating denominations and yeah and 
we're not not every single denomination or not every single plant is going to be exactly like that main denomination and i don't know maybe churches like this we could start to see positive change in all of bethel through through like these different church plants where people are like all right i like like a lot of what you said, I was like, man, I like the long services. I like the purple yeah. praying at the front. Yeah. The fire tunnel wasn't the weirdest thing in the world to me. Like I, <laughs> like I kind of get that. Um, like you could see like these churches, if they get some sort of voice in what Bethel is doing as a whole, you could start to see positive change there. Kind of like the Southern Baptist Convention, they all have voices as they meet, and you could and you it's, get votes that it's tough, yeah. that move yeah. it in one direction or another. So maybe you're seeing that, maybe you're not. Maybe I'm yeah. adding something to it. So one thing I wanted to point out, and and, and I, we're going to kind of wrap this up because we're going a little long, and again, I have to edit this tomorrow. But <laughs> one thing that does bother me a little bit with not just Bethel, but with the Pentecostal and some of that charismatic movement is this idea of inviting the Holy Spirit to come down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because I do think it's important to point out that Christians, we hold to the belief, at least if we hold to a biblical belief, that the Holy Spirit resides in us. Right. right. And that he doesn't need an invitation. That yeah. if if, if we there. are He's born there. again, yeah. he is there. Yeah. He said, like at the beginning, he said it happened 45 minutes into the service. We're going to invite Jesus. We're going to invite the Holy Spirit in. It's like. I sure hope sh- you did that at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, like that, he should already be there. Right? Because exactly. like, we never say we're going to invite him into the room. We always say invite him to your heart or whatever. But like, right. we don't say invite him in. Like. Now we want him to come. I mean, yeah. well, like, there's, I remember there's, like, one certain song we would play, like, where it's, like, it had, like, a reference to, like, a door or something, like, open the door or something, and, like, you know, even, like, before they played that, they are like, hey, hey, guys, like, this is just a reminder, we're gonna invite the Holy Spirit, we're gonna, we're inviting him to, like, touch, touch us and yeah. cover us mm-hmm. and stuff. This, and, to me, is where this, uh, this emotionalism becomes a little dangerous, because, yes. look, I, you said you're an emotional guy. Yeah. I, I can be. I, not often. I know Austin. You know I am. Definitely is. Yeah, yeah. Simon, not as much, right? I'm not Christ. Stone right. cold killers. <laughs> I will come to all of your all's funerals with, like, a very dry face, by the way. That, I'm not going to outlive all of y'all. <laughs> I would actually hope for that. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's not, not Don't cry te- for my, my, my meat body here. Not a tear yeah. on my eyes. Sorry, guys. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. I'll be, I'll be sad. There was yeah. one thing I wanted to touch on. Um, yeah. Was like, you guys talked about the healing and stuff. And like, I was just thinking about the services. And there was like multiple times like the, the leader would like come up and say like, hey, like, I feel like God's saying to me, you know, some of you guys need healed or something or like you guys are like dealing with like physical like pain and stuff. And like he, he would go into the spiel of like, you know, God bought it all on the cross, you know? And yeah, I remember talking about that. Yeah. And like when you guys referenced it in your podcast, I was like, Oh man, that's exactly what happened. And like, Mm -hmm. so people would stand up like if something's hurting or something Yeah, and then people would surround them and pray with them. And then the, the leader would be like, Hey, like how's the pain now? Like, can you test it out? Right. And then they would test it out, and then they'd be like, oh, the pain's probably at, like, you know, it was at a seven, maybe, like, a five now. And then they'd pray again and get lower, pray mm-hmm. again and get lower. Yeah. And then eventually, like, I guess it's gone, I guess. But um, I was talking to Brad, I was like, well, that doesn't make sense to me because, you know, Paul had a thorn in his side. He, or, like, he had that, whatever it was, Paul was dealing with something physical that in his health, and he said he prayed for it to be healed, but it never came. And, well, and then directly after Chris said, basically, he said no. Yeah. Because my <laughs> grace is sufficient enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was like, okay, why why did the great apostle Paul not get healed? 
You know, like why? Yeah. Well, and, and and again, not to be, but why? I made the joke like, Bill, why are you still wearing glasses? Like, yeah. why are, why do you still yeah. need help seeing? Right? And and yeah. you know, and unfortunately with his wife, I mean, like I said, I think I, we talked about it at the beginning of last week's episode uh, before we got into the parable. Oh yeah, the... but just you know, we I, I pray that her faith was genuine. I pray yeah. that she is no longer suffering, right, yeah. and that she is healed because. Talk about healing everyone. Okay, yeah. Believers will all be healed. Yeah. Maybe not on this side of heaven, though. Right, right. right. Like, it may not, it's never guaranteed they're going to be healed this side of heaven. Yes. God does miracles today, I believe, with our health and with, you know. Yeah, he does, but it's according to his will. But it's according to his will, and and his will may be to the ultimate healing. That might be his will. Right. His ultimate healing when it's, your, your time on earth is done. Right. And you are with him, and then you are healed. You right. are perfect in that so, moment. Well, that's where the yeah. dangerous part of it comes in. Of they're teaching people how to heal. They're they're doing classes on how to heal, and yeah. they're saying, yeah. if you say it in Jesus' name, it will happen. And then they go to the scripture of Christ saying, anything you ask in my right. name, it will be done. Yeah. It's like, well, you got you got to read the rest of scripture. The context. If you are abiding in him as he abides in the father and you are abiding in the father and you're all abiding in each other, <laughs> therefore your will is his mm-hmm. and what you're asking for is, is what he is wants. his will. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's not what you want. Because of course, when we ask for healing, when we pray over mm-hmm. those in our congregation, those in our family who are sick, who have cancer, who, who mm-hmm. are fighting other illnesses, whatever those are. Of course, for us as humans here, we want them physically healed with us right now. Uh, Scripturally, um, powerful is the prayer of a righteous man. And we should be praying for that. But we also understand and we keep in mind that that healing on earth is not guaranteed. It's the expectation. It's I'm I'm praying that this person is healed from cancer and I'm expecting a healing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they die from cancer. Like, God, I, I, I. What um, happened? Yeah. Yeah. And when we teach people, I've I've seen this teach a lot, taught a lot of places. We got to pray with authority that things have to happen. It's like when we teach that, we are risking the person going, "I didn't see something happen one time. I'm out." Yes. Yeah. Well, oh, absolutely. Things are farce. Yeah. So actually, like, there was a guy that came from like school. I said to our church, and he actually worked in the healing rooms at Bethel, and like he was like, I think he did like a small group of like of like healing and stuff, or a small like group teaching thing. And he's like, hey, guys, like when we're praying for healing, um, do not say if it's your will. He wow. he specifically said that. Mm-hmm. He said, do not wow. pray that mm. because it diminishes like the authority we have to, to heal, know, to heal yeah. or like that God has given us to heal or whatever. I didn't really think much about it at that time. But now I'm like, well, it's not biblical. Well, to what, me, is, what does Jesus do in the Garden of Gethsemane? Father, please take this cup for me. Yet if it. If it, be your will, yeah. So mm-hmm. let it be done. So let it be done. Yeah. yeah. It it seems like they they believe that apostleship, and and there are people that believe this that apostleship is a spiritual gift that you can still possess today. Right. And that they, do believe they that. preach. Yeah. Okay. So that <laughs> the apostles they slapped people in the face and got healed. They they sneezed on tissues and people got healed from right. those. Yeah. It's like all right. Yep. Those were the apostles. They touched Jesus. They they walked with Jesus. They. I mean, they were as close to Jesus in the as presence anyone in the of Jesus. World. Yeah, and it's like we don't. That didn't get handed down to us, right? Yeah. And that's where I think your your grave soaking and some of those other beliefs stem from of this idea of okay, 
Let me soak up some of this. Let's power. just. It, it's generational. Like like right. if I die, I leave an impact on Austin for what whatever. Well, then maybe Simon could get some of my impact that I left on Austin, and Simon could get it. And it's this weird transference that right. doesn't seem biblical to match up all. with scripture. Not <laughs> biblical at all. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, like, but we said like last time, it's unless you're like falling on the bones of Elisha and coming to life. I mean, that's the only yeah. biblical yeah. prospect of that. Mm-hmm. Well, and so that's why I think take some of the theatrics aside. Okay, take the speaking in tongues, the rolling around on the floor, the the the, the hysterical laughter, some of the emotional aspect of things, which yeah. I'll get back to that in a second. But set some of that aside. I think that teaching right there that you brought up that I had forgotten and wasn't going to bring up. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, that's dangerous. That, that to dangerous. me is one of the most dangerous ones yeah. Yeah. because of exactly what Austin said, exactly what Simon said. If if when it doesn't happen, yeah. that shakes their faith completely, right? right? Well, then they say it's like, oh, it must have been like... Or you team. guys weren't praying hard enough, or oh, you yeah. didn't actually There's believe. always a reason, right? Exactly. There's, always, There's a always a reason why. It must have been God's will. No, you can't say that. <laughs> you can't say that. But because yeah. we talked Satan about... thwarted God's will. Yeah. yeah, we talked about Olive in that that situation with with all the little yeah, girl who yeah. died. Yeah. Um, I remember when that happened, too. You know, obviously with, with Benny th- this last couple weeks when, yeah. when she passed away, and... and I didn't really look into what their reaction was to that and if they had a similar movement. But what happens to people who truly believe that this little girl would be healed and, and raised mm-hmm. or, or that Benny would be healed and, and right. would survive? What, right. Was it cancer with her? I can't I can't remember. Yeah, I, all I saw was that she was sick for a little bit. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. So no speculation there. But yeah. what's it do to someone who truly believed these things would happen for these two individuals, especially – with Benny being a very important and influential person within the church, what's it do to their faith? Yeah. It would rock mine. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, that to me is one of the most dangerous ones. And I, and I want to go back to emotionalism too. this idea of, look, I I don't see the more I study, the more I get into it, especially like with Pentecost and and the purpose behind Pentecost. I don't see an overly emotional experience a lot of times Mm -hmm. in scripture. Right. Yes. Should we be broken over our sin? Absolutely. Yeah, and and, yeah. and yes, am I okay with the music building and you, you're getting into it because the music builds and because oh, yeah. music elicits emotion? Yes. Of course, I'm okay with that that's sort of like, thing. That's good. Yeah. Right. But our relationship, our, our, our walk with Christ is so much more than emotions. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It, it's it's a relation. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's a relationship. Right. And yes, you're going to have emotional moments, right? right? Where you're broken over your sin, you're broken over someone else's sin, you're, you know, you're upset about the way the election, like there's going to be things within your faith that causes emotional reaction. But your, I don't know, your life change, your well, your day-to-day life is not based on your emotions. Right, because if right. it is, that's where you start the deconstruction, right? Because right. you get based on emotions and you're like, oh, this doesn't make me feel very good. Yeah. So. Let's get rid of that. Maybe that maybe that's not right. And as a as someone who preaches often, as someone who speaks often, and even this past week at church camp, I was well aware of the fact that the church manipulating people has become a, a blot on on the church. Yes. Right? That that people have come out and spoken out against the church, that people are being manipulative in, in so many ways. It's like, okay, the way that we preach, like coming in for the soft or the 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 cry at the end, the invitation, but the like, why do we need those things if the word of God stands on its own? And right. so, exactly. so we're there's a lot of it without even realizing it. And oh, hundred percent, right? And it's something that 
maybe would be very smart to to phase out of the church as as we mature and as we realize this and get back to the word speaks the holy spirit moves and we are just there to present it we are not there to manipulate with it and i'm not right. saying that we need to do this you know this way but you look at the, one of the most powerful sermons i think ever preached was sinners in the hands of an angry god by jonathan edwards mm-hmm. And if you haven't read it, by the way, it's really it's it's a really thin book. Really, it's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I would highly recommend you reading it. Yeah. But from what history says and the records say is that he stood up and very very monotone with very little emotion, very little you know rise and fall of his voice and inflection, whatever. Spoke this sermon and people were broken. Right. And 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 people came to Christ and and. You know, a revival took place, and it, w- but it wasn't emotion. It was right. just the word of God being spoken over these people, and that's it. It's where does the power come from? It does not come from the emotions. It comes from literally the word, right. the spoken mm-hmm. word of God, and it is not going to be the soft music playing in the background over your your sermon or over your your one to two minute communion meditation. Yeah, that's not going to be what changes people. It is going to be the word of God cutting to the division of soul and spirit of that person that will change them. Right. Something I wanted to bring up too is, you know, as we're talking about, about Bethel, as we're going to be talking about all these other churches, like we said before, we're not bashing anybody. We want to bring to light these things and these teachings so that people will know. People are aware. They're aware. But on the other side of, I still, I firmly believe we have fellow brothers and sisters in these churches. Yeah, absolutely. This is still the bride of Christ. Mm -hmm. And I do not want to stand before the King of Kings on judgment day for him to look at me and say, why did you speak about my bride that way? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we, we need to be very careful of that, especially for everyone else who is able to do a podcast or anything that they're diving into these topics. Do not trash the bride of Christ because right. woe be to you. Right. Yeah. But if they are teaching heresies, if they're teaching unbiblical principles, anti-Christ principles, yeah. you need to be able to bring these to light. One for the people in there. If I mean, God willing, if anybody from Bethel were to ever to listen to stuff like this, mm-hmm. that it would be the word of God that would be changing their hearts and mind. It, it's not us. We, yeah. we can't do that. But I think that's a very important distinction that we of course, need to right. have. Because I agree with that 100%. Like, yeah, we, there are brothers and sisters in Christ in those, yeah. in those congregations. Well, 100%. We need to pray for them. Yeah. And, and they, you know, we all, we all have beliefs, whether we want to admit it or not, that don't necessarily match up with Scripture, right? We, we all have... do this exact same podcast with an ex-Catholic. Yeah. Yes. With... Yeah. with uh, yeah. Methodist, Lutheran, like, like it's like I said earlier, it feels like almost like its own denomination. And and we go, hey, what you all are doing isn't biblical. That's why we try to form to a church that is as biblically based as possible, not denominationally based. But the reason we feel we can bash things like progressive Christianity or Mormonism is the not, gospel is not being presented. At these correct. Places. We do feel Bethel presents the gospel, right? Yeah, uh, Sam, you wouldn't deny that. I wouldn't deny that. Yeah, yeah, Sam. So, for sure. Just, there's a how form much? Of, how yeah, much? Exactly. The that's the real question. <laughs> there's there's right. a form of a gospel there. Yeah. So, as long as yeah. it's the true gospel, we have something to work with. Yeah. But yeah. For sure. Right. So, yeah. well, Sam, any final thoughts? Anything that you maybe didn't bring up that you wanted to before we take right. off? If not, that's okay. I'll cut that question out. So, <laughs> throughout this whole process, I've been going through a lot, been going through like, is this real or is it not? 
yeah did um what what's what's real what's true mm-hmm. and there was like a time where like i kind of brought all, all this questioning and confusion to my friends when i was in college i mean i'm still in college but like during that time when i was questioning everything and they kind of got the impression that i was you know demon possessed and stuff and that made it even more oh, difficult no. for me yeah. because I was like, how could I be demon possessive? I'm like, I confess that Jesus is Lord and that's, I, that's when I believe the Holy Spirit comes in us. And how can a, how can I be possessed if the Holy Spirit's already in me right. and stuff? You can't. Yeah. You can't. That's yeah. the answer. <laughs> that, that, exactly. Yeah. And I don't know, just, I went through a, a really hard season and stuff. And I honestly do believe there's brother and sisters in that, in those churches that, um, like, I feel like I, my eyes are being opened. Um, uh, maybe like, I, I generally, those people back at that church, like, I want to go back and be like, like, I just want to speak my, I mean, not my truth, but like, be like, Hey, I, I feel like, I feel like there's something kind of iffy, you know? Like, yeah. let me ask you this. Okay. Did you ever pose it? And, and then we're going to stop. I promise. Okay. Okay. <laughs> did you ever, uh, pose any questions to leadership there? And if so, how did they react? And if you didn't, that's okay too. Because I was gonna say, or have you had a position to do that yet? Right there. So the leader was kind of mentoring me for a little bit because I told him, like, you know, I definitely feel called to ministry and stuff, and he's kind of helping me. There was, I can't remember exactly what I questioned or what, but like I think I did at one point, and he like shut it down real quick. I mean, not like aggressively, right? right. But like, I don't know. How did how did they feel about you wanting to go to Johnson as opposed to their own schools? Oh. <laughs> I was actually thinking about this. I was thinking about this. Okay, so I, I was like, at one point, I was like, okay, I got BSSM over here on the left side, and I, I mean, you know, I got two choices, right? I got BSSM, then I got Johnson University, and I was like, I don't know which one God wants me to go to. And at one point, I was like, oh man, I would want to go to Bethel so bad. But then I was like praying about it, and I was like, God, show me where you want me to go. And Tennessee just kept coming up. And, uh, you know, I was like, hey, if you want me to go to Tennessee, if you want me yeah, to move away. specific. Sounds like a prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> if you want me to move away, like, I was like, just keep, you know, show me something, you know. Yeah. I was like, I was like, God, do something, you know. And I, I just felt like Tennessee kept coming up and people from Johnson University kept coming up to me and talking to me. And even in Indiana, like, I met a coworker I was working at or with, working with. She went to Johnson. I was like, oh, this is crazy. So I was like, okay, I'm going to check it out. And I took a visit and I was like, oh, I really like this place. So I went. And I'm glad I did. Because, <laughs> but um, I remember. I, I just want you to know that you missed out on the opportunity <laughs> to wake up angels. Oh, right? yeah. That yeah. is something I wish you could do. Are there ex students from there that like we could listen to? There, there. I listened to a video or two, right. a podcast. That'd be, that'd be a good Ex students of Bethel, yeah. the SSM. Right. But, um, I remember when I told, like, they were sending me, my church was sending me off, you know, they were like being supportive and stuff. And I was like loving and stuff. But I had multiple people come up to me and say, like, hey, don't let them change what you believe. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, like, they're going to say, like, you know, this, that, you know, like, they're, they're going to try to change your mind. Don't yeah. let them do that. And now I'm like, oh man, I guess my mind is changed, you know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I, I would uh, say the same thing to someone going to a, to a secular college. 
Or I would say so. Yeah. Going to so bed, yeah, exactly. Like, but... like that's what you say to people that you're like, okay, they're going to be shown a different side of things. So right. I mean, I would say let scripture change your mind. Don't let people. Yeah, change exactly. Your mind. That's the yeah. goal, right? Is right. let is let scripture change your mind. If and God will use people to do that, of course. But you would say stay rooted. Hey, (laughs) too early, too early. We can't can't say that yet. What I I learned at Johnson was pretty much like everything is scripture based. Like we learned how to put a sermon together with the scripture in mind. You know, we would do first priority. Yeah, exactly. How how much is it scripturally based? Yeah, exactly. And then like from that, I kind of was like, okay, what do I believe in? And that's when I started questioning everything. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I, that's my final thing, I guess. Like I, I want the best for them Mm. and I still love them, you know? Like I, I think of them a lot yeah. and part of me wants to go back and be like, and talk to like, I, I had a few mentors there. I want to talk to them and be like, yeah. Hey, like, I don't know how you guys might feel about this, but I kind of changed my mind, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I'm believing in something different. You know, I don't believe God heals everyone like every time, you know, right. like if someone has like a broken leg, I don't think he's, God's going to heal him. I mean, Matt, I, unless God like wants, unless God does. Will, yeah. 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 But uh, you know, it, yeah. Also, I look at that as like, okay, God is behind the healing of that broken leg right. because he gave doctors the ability to put the cast on it, exactly. and to set it, and to do things to it to then allow it to heal. Right. Is it an immediate process? I would say 99.9% of the time, no, it's not an immediate healing, right? But it's... Right. Well, and okay, looking at it from a very practical way, healing cannot be done except by God. Now, you can have things being fixed, okay, a broken leg being set, but that mm-hmm. leg cannot be healed unless God does it. Mm-hmm. Right. right. There literally nothing on earth can go through healing or be healed unless God did it. There are plenty of things that you can go through, uh, oh, what is it called? Physical therapy. Physical therapy, stuff yeah. like that. But the actual healing part is God. Yeah. Right. But, so. but it's cool because I... Hear, hearing you talk about it, how as you get deeper in scripture, mm-hmm. as you are learning more, you are questioning these things that you have heard or been taught. Yeah. And it, not even just Bethel, but just, just in general. Right. And you're going oh, back absolutely. to scripture and you're be like, right. okay, this doesn't make sense. And you're reading scripture and you're like, that that doesn't match up. Yeah. And, and that's what we're supposed to do. Exactly. We're supposed to go to scripture every time for everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if it doesn't match up, you, you go with scripture. That's, scripture. that's what I'm doing. I've, I've been going back and even with the shaking and stuff, I was like, but the fruit of the spirit is self-control. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. hmm, interesting. God is not a God of disorder. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of my final, final thoughts there. It's awesome. Well, Sam, thank you so much for jumping yeah, on. This really was great. Yeah, um, yeah. Really enlightening. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, Simon, thanks for chiming in yeah. and, is always anytime. I, I love, the having, show. I love yeah. having you on. So <laughs> thank you guys for listening so much. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, we've had a, again a really great month of July. I'm going to challenge you, Sam, uh, to tell your friends that you were on it. Okay. Tell your friends yeah, back at Johnson. Be like, hey, I was on this podcast. Listen to this episode. Get all your friends to download it because our goal is to have July be the biggest month that we've okay. had of downloads, and we're pretty dang close. Pretty we close. only yeah between this up. Ep- I think this is the last episode in July. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the one. Okay. They don't need to necessarily just download. They can download three or four different okay. old episodes. Just have them jump in just be, or just be like, hey, I was on this one. Download this one. There you go. We want to get this up. I got a new uh, account just to download more. <laughs> there so you go. Great, yeah. 
I did everything of that. Right. So, um, so we're getting really close to that, and that's awesome. Like we're we're thrilled with that. Uh, August is going to be cool, and then we're going to really kind of kind of relaunch some things in September. Yeah. And uh, oh, nice. Yeah, there's going to be some good stuff coming out. Simon and I are talking about some things, and Austin and I are talking about things, and things are being discussed. So Austin and I also talk sometimes. And Austin and Simon talk. Everyone's and, well, yeah. yeah. Maybe <laughs> they they, they kind of like each other. I don't know. You want to start a podcast without Brad? Do it. It'd be I, awesome. I don't know. No, like I was super no. hesitant just to do this one, and then I'm like, uh, all right, all right, Lord, all right, Lord. Here we are. I'm here. I'd have to learn how to edit, or you'd have to learn how to edit. No, yeah, I would say I'm not doing that for you unless you pay me. But no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so thank you guys again for the support. Do us a favor, jump on Facebook, find us rooted and log us on Facebook. We're on Instagram. In September, we'll be on Twitter. Um, and we'll have Brad will be on Twitter. Brad will be on Twitter. <laughs> we'll have a bunch of social media, a lot more engagement yeah. starting in September uh, when we kind of awesome. figure out what we're going to, how we're going to quote unquote relaunch. Not really relaunch, but you know what I mean? Anyway, revamp. Revamp. So, reform. So that's the plan. <laughs> Jump ahead of the curve there and, and like us on Facebook. Give us a five star review on Apple if you get a chance. Uh, I Googled, not Googled, I searched rooted in. Just the word "rooted" in Apple the other day, just to see where we are. We're like fourth or fifth on the list. Oh, cool. The more oh, reviews, awesome. the more reviews we get, the higher on that list we'll get when we hit when we when you type in the word "rooted." Just Sweet. that word. So, give us some reviews. Uh, give us some likes. We are at eighty-seven. My last check on on Facebook. So jump on there. Let's get that to a hundred before we uh, before we start September. And anyway, that's where we are. So I uh, will see you guys next week for another episode of "Rooted in Logos." In the meantime. Stay, Stay rooted. rooted. No. Nope. <laughs> I meant to turn your mic down. <laughs> <laughs>